business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People Podcast. I am your host, Walt Bayless, and on today's episode, we're talking with YouTube marketing queen, Brandy Sweezy. Brandy has the ability to drive traffic with YouTube like no one else on the planet. And in fact, a lot of other people that we've spoken to have learned their lesson from the original Brandy Sweezy. So this is a great interview where we talk about what's working and how to make things work. And some of the tips in this interview, if you've got the chance to take them down, will literally explode your YouTube marketing efforts. Now, if you're in business, you're an entrepreneur, you're looking to get more traffic, this is a terrific episode to get some tips from somebody who's really been in the trenches of one of the world's best traffic sources, and that's YouTube. And please enjoy the Business and People podcast episode with Brandy Sweezy. Here we are with video marketing legend, the person that the heroes look to and say, what should I do? Somebody that I met three years ago, an absolute queen, an absolute legend of online marketing. My pleasure, my honor, my friend, Brandy Sweezy. How you doing? Thank you so much. What a great opening. I appreciate it. And it really has only been three years. I thought it's been longer than that, but yeah, you're probably right. Thank God for Facebook memories. Facebook memories tells us how long things have been. Exactly. (laughs) And without that and with tequila, nobody would know the difference. So thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, You and I sat next to each other at a a mastermind. It was in uh, San Diego, I think. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The JV Zoo event, right? That's right. That's right. And I was, I was blown away uh, to sit with somebody like you. Um, and my little intro there is no joke. Like the people that, that I've, I've done some interviews already with some, some really serious video people um, and they learned a lot of their stuff from you. And, you know, the other day I was looking on Facebook and uh, you popped up and you said, hey, I haven't done a lot in video lately. Um, should I tell all these halfway gurus what they're doing wrong? And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, you should actually. That'd be really cool. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I don't think you phrased it like that. You're a much nicer person than that. But- no, 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 I do, I do. I, I, call, I call them out a little bit, but I give them a heads up too. Like I'll write them privately and say, hey, I'm going to do this if you're opposed to it. Um, I'm happy, you know. And so I give them the, you know, the breakdowns and, and the conversations and I give it to them just as a giving forward in the marketplace, but I'm also going to post this on Facebook and call you out. Is nice. that cool with you? And they're like, Very cool. you know what I mean? And they're like, thank you for the information. Go ahead and post it. And I'm like, there okay. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Everybody wins in the end, really, don't they? Like, that's, Yeah, exactly. They get, they get the information for free and, you know, I complain out that and then I get the whatever for calling it out. So, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk video with you. I, I'm, I'm fascinated to talk video with you, as you know, because I just, I, I love what you can do. Um, but before we get into that, you are living in a rustic village in Italy, living the dream of the amazing life that we can do. How did that all come to pass? It's so funny. I came for a mastermind because you know how we all love our masterminds. So I came for a mastermind um, in a really small village um, in Italy. And it was, it was supposed to be about 50 people and it ended up being like 12, um, which was totally cool. But I, whenever I travel, you know, I liked my group, but I also wanted to spend time discovering the area and talking with people. And I mean, the first night I was here, people were inviting me, the locals were inviting me to dinner and all, all these great adventures. So at the end of the week, when we were all set to go in different directions, I was like, I think I'm staying. Nice. And so I stayed, yeah, so I stayed another way. So I canceled. I was supposed to go up to Northern Italy over to Malta and then back to London and then back to the U S I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay another week. I'm going to stay another week. 
And I was like, okay, maybe I should take an apartment. So I got an apartment and I stayed for nine months. And um, at the end of the nine months, I came back to the U.S. Uh, to collect my things, right? Because I hadn't packed anything, just the suitcase that I brought with me. Yeah. And so I came back to collect my things. I traveled around quite a bit when I was back in the States, going to events and, and doing the thing and meeting with clients. And then I was, in, I was in one state and I was just like, oh, do I really want to go back to Vegas or even to San Diego? I was like, no, oh, where was the last place I was happy? And I was like, Italy. So I booked my flight that next day, that night, and the next day I flew out, and I've been here for two years. Fantastic! That is so cool. You know, I I, I traveled with my family. Uh, I traveled for eighteen months with wife and two young children, um, and I think that the freedom that this business gives you is just incredible uh, because of that reason. Absolutely. Are you, are you staying in Italy? Is that is that the plan right now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've moved every two years my entire life. I was you know, I was born in Florida, and then I've moved my whole life. I just turned fifty in April, and I've moved every two years my whole life. So I've lived pretty much everywhere in the States that I've wanted to live. Nice. Um, and so that first village that I lived in when I first arrived, I stayed there um, almost the two-year mark. And then I was like, I need just a little bit bigger of a village. That village was only 2,500 and in the nice. center, maybe 200. And then I got my car, went to a little bit further south in Italy, stayed in a village down there for about three months, wasn't really ecstatic with it. And then a Facebook post, ironically, in one of the expat groups said, hey, can someone watch my cat for a couple of weeks in, in this village that I now live in? I was like, I got nothing. Why not? That's so I came up here and same thing at the end of the two weeks. I, I met so many. I came here on December 19th and December 21st was the first night that I went out around the village and everybody was asking me, what are you doing for Christmas? And by the end of the night, I had Christmas Eve plans with an yeah. Italian family dinner, like entire Italian family in me. And then some other people were like, well, what are you doing for Christmas Day? And then I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm having lunch with you guys. And then as it turned out, I was like, well, I love this place. I'm staying here now too. So I've been here for almost six months now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And how, yeah. has, how, so has that, how has business affected or how has uh, your business been affected by living where you live? It has been adversely. I, I will say it has been slightly adversely affected, but you know, that was part of the reason why I loved living here is because mm-hmm. I, I've reached the stage in my life where I just want to live a nice life, right? Yeah. You know, I want to live, you know, you look out, there's beautiful rolling hills. You can see the Adriatic Sea. You know, some people invited me over for dinner last night, you know, 25 people. Uh, you know, we have a big dinner and it's a great life here. My business, like you even said it before we hopped, before we started the interview, you know, that I've been out of the spotlight. I, and I think that some of that has to do with Italy and also just has to do with the, the stage I'm at in life. I don't need to be the person out there going, look at me, look at me. I'm so amazing. You know, I, I, yeah. I have enough brand equity that I, I'm I don't feel there, it. By the way, I'm still there. So, you know. Yeah, are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I probably should. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> should. And so probably my business would be, you know, just booming if I did. But um, yeah, I mean, I live a good life and my clients come by referral. And so, it, you know, it's okay. Home. So. That's a happy life. But so, I think you, you go. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Um, well, I think, you know, like, as we know, going to events really always helps businesses, right? You meet a lot of amazing people and, and stay in contact. And so that would be the only downside that I would say is that, you know, I don't go to all of the, the, the seen and be seen events. I haven't been um, in a couple of years. So that would be the only thing that I would say would adversely, like if you're going to live abroad, but 
other than that, but I love my life here. So it's, it's worth it. And the, the event, <laughs> I love the events. The events are probably one of the, the best things you, that anybody could ever do for their business. And, but uh, they're kind of like those American soap operas, you know, you miss them a couple of years and you can pick that storyline straight back up again. So like exactly. I'm sure when, the next time you book the tickets, uh, the conversations will be just in the same exact space they were. And I, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I, I love the events. And I, right, no, no, it's, but it's true. It's we're, we're, we're an incestuous little group. And uh, yeah, so, so, you know, so yeah naturally the conversations do they, they you know in, in a good end you know yeah a good way too and it's it is quite funny and then you know and then of course there's the bells of the ball and then you know it's like yeah you're the person that's the the you know the talk of the town now and good for you and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know in another year it'll be someone else and yeah. another year it'll be somebody else <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you'll be drinking vodka shots at the back with the rest of us you know but you know exactly <laughs> exactly with all the old timers in the back yeah it's, it's, it's true it's <laughs> so um you you have had an incredible career and it, it it's it's really been centered around video more than anything else. How did, how did that get yeah. started for you? Like, how did you, how did you pick video as your, as your medium of choice and, and, and nail it as well as you did? Uh, I did it. It was, it was really funny. This, you know, so many years ago, remember when I was the hangout queen, right? Yeah. Or, the, or as I used to say, the hangout hooker, um, I stumbled upon um, hangouts. I did, I was doing like a birthday. I was trying to launch another product and uh, I did a, a Google Hangout, and I only posted just on my Facebook personal page, and 600 people showed up to it. Wow. And so uh, I was like, well, wait a minute. And so then I started asking all my marketing friends, well, why aren't we all doing this? If this amount of organic, like no paid traffic, just simply a post on my Facebook page. And I was like, where were the, how were these people finding it? You know, and I was trying to figure it all out. And then, um, so then, so I'll try to go faster the story. So that... I started asking everybody, why aren't we doing them? And so then I was they were like, well, it's difficult. It's clunky. It's this, it's that. I'm like, okay, well, I'll figure out an easier way to do it. And so I played with it and figured out an easier way to do it and figured out the marketing benefits for it and the, the fact that it was streaming on YouTube. And then people started offering me money. And people started offering me money. And I was like, but, but it's free. You know that, right? In a yeah, yeah. They were like, it's, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's free. Yeah, and right. they're like, yeah, but we want to pay you because you've made it easier. Right, but but it's a free platform, and they're like, yeah, but we want to pay you. And then, I that part of the story, the rest is history there. And so that's what got me on the scene, really. And then, um, you know, I had a product that was a producer's academy that I taught people how to do basically what I was doing, essentially, yep. um, which is producing hangouts for a lot of the famous the famous people in the space. And then, um, and then same thing with YouTube advertising. I was at a mastermind, of course, and I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, man, I have a theory about this whole YouTube advertising thing. And he's like, let's do it. And I was like, I have no proof of concept. I'm just simply a theory. And he's like, I trust you, let's do it. And we crushed it. And then the, um, so then somebody referred to me a, a famous, a famous client. And so the famous client, I was like, listen, I've only done it once. I, you know, I don't really have any proof of systems or yeah. When it comes to media buying, when it comes to spending somebody else's money, I'm very buyer beware, right? Like I'm not making any promises. Like, you know, I did it once and it went really well, but I'm not sure how it's going to go with, you know, what you're, what you're pitching. And we crushed it. And I still said that probably by the fifth or sixth person, I was still a little hesitant because I hadn't perfected any type of absolute system to, guarantee that it would work for everyone, you know, so, and I still am a little buyer beware with clients, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't, I'm. 
I'd, I'd really to- dislike in our industry when it's click a button and get rich because that's just not the, if that was, if that was the reality, then everybody would be doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of testing, it's a lot of tweaking, you know, there's a lot to it. So it's not, you know, I love YouTube ads, obviously, cause I've been doing them for five years. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm very buyer beware. Like if you don't have the budget and you don't have the pain threshold to go through the process of testing, you know, it takes time. I like Even that, with me, I like it takes time. Ron Douglas actually posted something and, and I, Ron, Ron posts a lot, as we know. Um, and this is one thing that stayed with me uh, and it must have been 12 or 18 months ago. So that's how much it stayed with me. He said, uh, any entrepreneur with a decent product who fails has got one of two problems. And the first problem is not enough uh, courage to continue to spend what it takes to, to tweak the advertising or be a piss poor follower basically was the, yeah. was the second one. And I thought it stayed with me because I was like, how much does it take? How, like what, and that's, I don't have this in my list of questions for you, but what, what, what should somebody expect to, to have to use in terms of investment for getting started with YouTube ads? Like should they have a, a you know, a Ferrari payment, you know, ready to roll or what, what, what do you reckon people need to have? You froze for a split second. What do people I think, need to have? I think, I think as, as soon as I said a Ferrari down payment, Zoom cut me down. So oh, I, okay, okay. I was, I, I was saying like how much should people think that they need to put aside to, to really get the testing done budget-wise? Yeah, so, well, so I'm in the school of thought, bid high, budget low. Um, and when I say bid high, I mean, um, you know, start off with a cost per view, which was how YouTube originally was doing it. Now you can do CPAs and you can do a lot of different ways, but I still start off with cost per view for the data points, right? Because I'm trying to get the data. So when I say bid high, I'll bid 40 cents a view. And I've never gone over 17 cents a view. And then I say budget low. And so for me, I've started as low as $25 with clients and I've started as high as two, $3,000 with clients. And I'm also, when it comes to spending your money and my money, but particularly when I'm spending someone else's money, I'm overly cautious for them, right? Because the the fact is, is that you're you're probably not going to, I mean, it's my job to stack it in your favor that we're going to have success pretty quickly, but you just don't know until you launch. And so you're building brand awareness as well, which some people sadly don't see as um, a positive ROI. So maybe you're not seeing it in the bank account, but your YouTube channel is getting traction and you're getting that brand awareness. And we know that YouTube's the number two search engine. You've been doing, you've been interviewing a lot of video people, so I'm sure they've told you that. Um, so thinking about that. So I don't have a definitive answer to your question. I think it's just being aware it's just like when you go to Vegas, like when you gamble, you know, when you're going to gamble, you don't go there to win your electric bill, yeah. right? You go there with an amount of money that you can let go of, yeah. right? Or break even with, but you don't go in there to, I only have $25 and I'm going to try to win my rent. That's the wrong way to look at it. And sometimes that's how people look at media buying with, they're like, okay, well, I only have $3,000 left and I'm going to launch this campaign and make $100,000. And that's just, you know, sadly not the reality, right? Yeah. So just having, I think more of a mindset around it than in every business knows, you know, where they're at in that game. Um, and I always say, give it three months, right? Yes. You know, when people want their results in a week, you need to go through at least a minimum of a 30 day cycle to actually have accurate data because right. you don't know holidays. You don't know, you know, it's summertime, you, you, the school's out, school's beginning. You, you, there's a lot of different things. So over the span of 30 days, you have better data than you do in say seven days. 
Lovely. Seven days is not enough it's data not enough, at all. Not enough to get an accurate picture. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, um, and that's what you're paying for in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the quicker you can dial that picture in, the quicker you can you can change everything, which we'll get to in just a second. So um, can I just ask you for a brag? So uh, we'll get into a, a couple of other things in a second, but just give me a brag. Like what's the best campaign or the, the most amount of views or like the biggest ROI? Like what's the one that you tell people about? I don't, you know, I, I really, I want the numbers. I want to know, I, I want to hear the word million in there, at least somewhere, you know, like, right, right, right. Tell me, tell me some views. Well, it's not based on views, right? So mostly we're not, we're not doing views. So yeah, I have, I have tons of people that are a million views. That's easy. Getting the views is easy. Because that's just a brand awareness. Yeah, yeah I, I, getting I, views are... That's, that's, that's on the bottom of Brandy's uh, a, a page notes today. A million views is easy. We'll take that one straight through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, advertising, with advertising, not, right. not organically. Organically, it's more difficult. But with advertising, a million views is, is easy peasy. Um, subscribers, same thing. With, a, with, a, you know, with advertising, again, with advertising, organic is a lot more difficult. Um, best ROI. Oh, I don't know. Just for the kids. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, draw, like, like, because everybody does well, but it's a, it is over a span of time. I think that very first client, we had like some insane number. I want to say it was like 400 percent ROI or something. Like, it was something ludicrous. Mm. Um, but the, the, that was one of those campaigns where the timing was perfect, the offer was dialed in, the follow up was essential. People were buying the entire funnel. Yeah. Right. So they weren't even just doing the OTO, like, like everything was just a well-oiled machine with those guys. Yeah, right. right. So the advertising was just the cream on top. Yeah. And you know, like when we were doing, yeah, so it was like, it was a personal, it was a personal development product and it, we launched a campaign right at the end of the year. So we had the whole new year's Eve resolution thing going on. So we're riding that wave January, February, March, are always traditionally really good for us in that, in that space. Because right, people want to change their lives because of the need. So it was a lot of like different contributing factors that, that went into that one. I don't think I've had one like that since then. I mean, I've, I've had some really good ones, but I don't think I've had one quite like that. Nice. Well, yeah, so, that so was the one. Let me give you a 60 second challenge. And I, I've done this with a couple of, uh, of superstars on these interviews already. So my 60 okay. second challenge starts like this. You, a company comes to you. They've spent stupid money on, on video production. They have the slickest, best video that you've ever seen. It's absolutely, you know, been produced to a $25,000 budget and it's amazing. They put it up on YouTube and they've got 16 views so far and they are absolutely killing themselves. They come to you and they say, Brandy, please help us to get some traction with this video. What are the, what are the things you're going to check and do in 60 seconds? Uh, in 60 seconds, see what the title is, see what the keywords are, see how well they've done that. Um, the biggest thing is that nobody knows how to title their videos properly. And so whenever you think of YouTube, you think of YouTube as a search engine, right? Like I was talking to another client the other day, you know, how to fix my dryer, how to install WordPress plugin, how to edit video, how to make Zoom work, right? You know, I mean? everyone's typing in a how-to type of scenario. There's some people that are in pain that are trying to find a solution. So you always need to title in that way. Um, for sure. And then in the descriptions, that first two line of the descriptions, you want to have some type of CTA there and making sure that you have a subscribe button and, and you know, also telling them. Uh, I will tell you from an advertising perspective, um, I would never, ever, ever allow a client to spend that kind of money on an ad ever. I know. Um, for me, yeah, ads, you know, for me, ads do better just like this yeah. because the, the platform generally is not 
so you want an ad not to look like an ad, right? We watch TV all day, every day. And we're just like, you know, just, you know, you're hovering over the skip ad button, just going, just tell me, skip the ad, right? That's the brain. But if, when you do an ad, you want it to be more authentic, more of a one-to-one conversation. You do something too shiny, too flashy, too, and you don't utilize that first five seconds that you have with the people. So that would be, if they were, if they were talking advertising, organic, I would do change, you know, change the, uh, the title. I would look at the keywords, see what the keywords were doing, cool. look at their thumbnail, their watch time. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you do on the organic side. Nice, nice. Um, so on the, on the, uh, the advertising side, um, do you, so talking in that one-to-one voice, you know, face to camera, you know, iPhones up or smartphones up or whatever um, is a strong, strong call for you. Like that's, that's a recommended method for you. Do you, do you endorse or do you get behind or do you like or use any of these fancy animation programs? Like do you, can you put slide videos together? Can you do a Camtasia screen presentation video and get a win with an ad or like, is it always face to camera with you? Well, so I'll answer this because I, I know there's another person in our space, my quote unquote competitor, who's my friend, right? So I don't consider him a competitor. Um, he does a lot of those slide type videos, but he does a lot of e-com and affiliate marketing, right? And that's not my genre. So he's had great success with it. My clients are generally the coaches, speakers, authors, uh, the Brendan crowd, I call them. Those coach, speaker, author, and online thought leader, right? So those people are face the camera people anyway. Sure. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to do e-com, um, you know, like if you're going to do products, then I think those animated videos probably would go well. I just don't personally have experience, but I know my one friend, um, he does a ton of those. He does the doodle videos. He does the slide videos. He does a lot of those. And he, he's, he grew up in the affiliate marketing side of things, whereas I grew up on the other side of it. Yes. You know, cause I was, I've never been an affiliate marketer, so I've never offered another product. So, so yeah, I think you can't have success. I just personally have never tried it. So interesting. I, I think because a lot of people have, uh, when they speak to want-to-be video advertising winners, they say you don't even need to be on camera. And that's – for the ultra-shy person, I, I, I'd like to say to them, yes, that's true. I mean, there's obviously there's, – there's wins in both sides of that coin, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and I see that all the time. Oh, you don't need to be on camera. And that's, that is true. If that's your personality and you don't want to be on camera, then absolutely I don't think you have to be on camera. Um, there's no, there's no law for any of this stuff, right? As we know, like we all have our opinions, our theories, our, our um, areas of extra stuff, you know, my expertise just happens to be the clients are are camera facing. If you're a shy person and you don't want to do that, you know, and you're trying to sell something. And again, it depends on what you're trying to sell. The other reason I like to face the camera is you don't need huge production value. You don't need to go hire somebody to do these edits or do these animations or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, certainly it is possible. I just I don't have any experience with it personally. Do you know what one yeah. of the things you said there was that the production value um, you can get so much more just with a camera turned on. Like you don't have to spend a hundred or two hundred or five hundred dollars on stock photography and blah 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 if you can if you can stomach it and turn the camera on. So uh, look, the cameras don't break when I turn it on. So you know, guys, it doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> You can have a win. Yeah. Hey, um, Brandy, I'm, I'm taking a bunch of your time and Italy's beautiful. So I just want to fire through some quick ones. Do you do, do, you do okay. just YouTube or do you do YouTube and Facebook or, you know, do you use any other video platforms except for YouTube or is that just the one? Uh, I just YouTube. Um, when everybody became Facebook ads experts, I was like, okay, I'm going in the opposite direction, right? You know, so we can, we can, 
in any direction and there's a thousand Facebook ad experts. There's now there's a ton of YouTube ad experts, but when I started, it was me and five other people um, that, that were known in our space. In our space, actually, I think there was only three or four of us back then. But yeah, and because and it's like yeah. that. It's that it's the whole repopulate the earth thing, right? The five of you have brought all these YouTube experts in. It's very cool. So um, <laughs> exactly, you talked about you talked about in, in the sixty second answer, which I love, which is actually congruent with with everybody else's answer, which is fascinating. You'd concentrate on the title, the description, the keywords, and and uh, the thumbnail. Like that's that's the answer to making sure you get the right result, results, right? Um, do you do you do any backlinking? Do you backlink any videos at all? No. Also a congruent answer. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> talking to, uh, talking to well, I'm, glad we're all, I'm glad we're all on the same page. There's nothing like doing these interviews and then finding out that we're all saying opposite things. Well, at least no, we're all no. saying the exact same thing. No? It's exactly the same. I said to Jamie, um, actually, was it Jamie or, or one of the other team? I said, um, uh, how, many video, how many backlinks? And he said, you know what? I always follow the same process. I do exactly the same amount of backlinks to every single video, and that's none. No <laughs> That'd work. That's awesome. So, yeah. like, uh, my other my my other question on that optimization thing is how else do you optimize it? But I think like title, description, keywords, and thumbnail, like that's 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 the guts of the story, right? I know there's lots of methodology with getting the click within the thir- first thirty seconds, and you know doing all that kind of stuff, which is which is very um, how to do YouTube ads. But in terms of actually optimizing the video itself, um, is there is there any other optimization things that you go after? How do you do your keywords, for example? So I don't do keywords uh, for ads or for organic. Let's so go for organic. I just yeah, you, you need to do keywords for organic. I would imagine. Yeah, so organic. I just I do all long tail keywords. You know, like you know, I've gone into some clients' accounts and and I'll see the keywords and it's like you know, Brandy's one keyword, Sweezy's another keyword. You know, yeah. Law's another keyword. Like you know, that makes no sense. So you want those keywords to be congruent. As far as advertising goes, I never start with keywords. I know some people that do have success, but in my experience over the last 10 years, I've never seen anyone keyword tag their video properly, right? Like they just keyword stuff. And so if you're going to do advertising with keywords right out of the gate, it's likely that you're going to show on those crappy, you know, like, well, not crappy, but you know, on music videos or cute kitten videos or like where none of your clients are hanging out. So I always start with placements first and then I do the placements and that's what I'm, you know, what we're paying for initially is that data. And then I take those videos and then I go through every single placement that had success. And then I break down the keywords and start to see the commonality of the keywords within those popular videos where the ads were doing well. And then that's when, that's when I start scaling and that's when we'll start the scaling processes because now I have, I have the information of that these keywords are the ones that are most successful for this placement campaign. And then those are the keywords that I use. Timestamp. Ladies and gentlemen, look at your video. It's 34 minutes in. Rewind and watch the last two minutes because that in itself is a six-figure coaching strategy right there. So let me say that again. You start with placements. So in other words, for anybody who hasn't done YouTube videos before, um, placements are when you are literally giving YouTube a list of videos that you think your video should show up on. So you've, you've gone in and you've typed in, you know, a competitor's name or you've typed in a keyword specifically, you've got a list of videos and you've said to YouTube, put my videos on these 500 videos because this is what I'm looking for. Great. Step one. And we'll come back to that in a little bit more. Um, yeah. So that's step one. Step two, then 
going through, once we've got some data and we're talking 30 days, once we've got some data, we're looking at the placements that have had success. So now out of 500 placements that we've asked YouTube, we've narrowed it down to 50. And now we've got 50 videos that have actually had views. And in those 50, now you're looking at keywords from those 50. And that's where you're starting to expand to actually get better and better results in the thing. I hope I haven't just given away the secret sauce, but that is unreal. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm really quite the control freak. And this is, here's another thing that I do when I'm looking for placements, I use the softwares that are out there. And there's some amazing softwares that are out there. Um, so I'll use the softwares, but I'm also such a control freak. And this helps me to write my copy and my scripts is that I'll go through and actually watch the um, or at least look at the the videos that I'm going to put placements on. And then I go through the comment section. Nice. And I look through the pain points of what's not being addressed in that video. And so that helps me with the scripting for the future. And then I'm also looking at those keywords too, just getting, okay, maybe I want to go a little bit over in this direction for this situation. So um, yeah, so that's where I get all my copy ideas is all the pain points that are within the videos that people are watching. So before mm-hmm. I put an ad on there, I'm going through the pain points. That'd be the second question that people ask all the time, but what should I put on a video? And that's just, again, absolute gold. So thank you. Like that's an incredible strategy to look at your placements and look at the comments that aren't being answered. Um, that's really, really cool. Um, do you have a target length for a video that you would create for an ad? I have a target link for a video. I'm sorry, I don't notice what you Are you aiming for five minutes? Are you trying to do a 30 second? Are you like, what's your... Oh, 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 okay. I'm sorry. Okay, time, time. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the ads, (coughs) excuse me, I try to stay around that 45 second mark. Uh 45, maybe a minute, depending on the personality of the client. I write the scripts for the clients and then it depends on the personality of the clients, how long I'll let them go. Um, you know, they, they, one thing's consistent. I'm sure you've already heard this a hundred times. You know, that first five seconds is what you have. Get the click before the 30 seconds. You know, I find 45 seconds. Sometimes, like, there's another person out there that he likes to do two, three, five-minute ads. I don't know how much success there is there. I, I just want to get to the click because we're trying to get them onto our platform yep. as quickly as possible and get them, you know, obviously into the list and then be able to retarget them if they hit the website. Sometimes if a client has a, has the personality pulled off, you know, the ads will actually say, if you're not this person, skip the ad. Nice. Um, yeah. So like, like the, the, the one big, that very first one, we, that's what we said. Hey, if you're not this person, go ahead and skip this ad. And uh, it, well, okay, great. You decided to stick around. So now here's my offer. Click here. A micro, a micro uh, that they didn't even feel. That was, that's pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. really cool. Very nice. Um, so uh, I, again, I, I just love what, what you're dropping there with us. Um, do, you, do you do things like uh, subtitles and captions? Is that an important part of, of putting that video ad up? No, because usually, because I find that people that watch YouTube videos want to watch YouTube videos. So I haven't done it. Um, sometimes when I go into, let's say, uh, a fluent foreign country, so let's say like Germany, right? There's a fluent areas of Germany where people speak good English or good enough English, right? So when you target countries like that, it's good to have the subtitles because maybe they speak English, but they need, they need, they're used to like here in Italy, they're used to seeing the closed captioning happening. Right. Um, and so, so in countries like that, if it's a, a, a if it's an America, if it's America, Canada, Australia, that kind of stuff, I don't do it. Um, I'm start, I'm going to start looking at Instagram a little bit, and I notice that on Instagram, everybody does it on Instagram, and I, I, as a viewer of Instagram, I'm the same way. I never turn the sound on, so it's really important to have the subtitles. It's Whereas people that watch, like you don't let anybody. Yeah, people that watch YouTube videos on mobile are watching the videos, yeah. right? Like it's a video platform, right? Yes. Like I was, I was. 
sitting at a cafe last night and I don't know how many different people were watching YouTube videos on their mobile. Yeah, right. And laughing and sharing it with each other and things like that. So there the sound's on, so it's not as necessary for the subtitles. Understood. Very, very cool. However, I will say this. The subtitles do help if you're going to do it, if you want to spend the extra money getting it transcribed yep. and then letting YouTube do the, sub, uh, do the subtitles is perfect yeah. um, because that helps for the keywords. Because if you just let YouTube, you know, by law, they have to do it for the hearing impaired. So they're already subtitling your videos anyway for the hearing impaired. And it's just exactly like Siri is or any other voice activated thing. So they, they mess it all up. If you get it transcribed, loaded into the subtitles, it's looking for your keywords in there. And that's looking for the congruency within there. So when I used to do the Hangouts too, I'd always say, say your keywords at least five times, not in a douchey way, but you know, say, Hey, so welcome to this YouTube video where we're going to be talking about Google Hangouts, blah, 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 blah. The reason why Google Hangouts are blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So not horribly repetitive so that the, um, the transcription or the, the closed captioning could pick up your keywords and that matched your keywords. And then YouTube likes that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, red wine's calling for you, Italy. Uh, so I've got three more questions and I'm just so grateful okay. for your time. Um, you mentioned a couple of the tools. So question number one is what, what tools do you use in terms of, um, keyword research and in terms of like, what do you, you have to have these tools to be able to, to put a campaign together? Um, keywords, I just literally go into YouTube and type and let it auto finish my sentence. Um, you know, and and then I go down the rabbit hole, like, and that's what I call it. When I, when I get into research mode, I go down the rabbit hole. So I look at what videos they're suggesting and then I start to go down there and then I start to pay attention to it and then see where, where it's taking me on its own specific journey. And then for me, that also tells you what the, uh, viewing of a person is and what they're looking at and the things that they're interested that may not be related to what you originally put in there. Um, I use for placements. Like I said, I, I don't rely 100% on it, but I, I use it as, you know, I use both. I use Gideon's and Justin's. Um, yep. but I don't, I don't rely on it one, you know, completely. I, um, I use it to, to sometimes speed up the process, but most times I'll go and do it manually. Okay. And I, that's, I think, yeah, I, like I, I was going to develop the same software. And then when the two of them, so we were all, we were all developing the software at the same time. And I'm like, okay, well I don't even want a horse in this race. Cause you know what I mean? I'm like you guys go get it. So um, I love both of their softwares and I think that they're great, but you also want to double check and make sure that the videos are what you need. Right. Yeah. Cause you can put something in that list that, uh, that might be, set up that way like a market has created that video and is completely bringing your leads off to the wrong spot or something along that way. So well, that's the keyword tagging, right? So a marketer will, you know, just keyword load like Gary Vaynerchuk and Marie Forleo and Lewis Howes and, you know, Michael Save and, and, you know, and it's about underwater basket weaving. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it's not the software's fault, right? It's that people just really don't know how to keyword tag their videos. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So uh, question number two, um, when it comes to YouTube ads, and we talked about budgets before, like you've got to have a little bit of a budget to be able to, to win in this race. Um, how many, like out of 10 campaigns that you put up, videos that are actually on YouTube that you've, you've, you've got a, a spend per day, you know, allocated to them or whatever. How many out of 10 are winners and how many need to be switched off? Well, I mean, you stay with it until they all become winners, right? So, I mean, yeah, 10 of 10, you, you're, you're going to have winners eventually. It's, a, it's the timeline. And that's, you know, a part of the challenge too. Like someone came to me last week and they were like, wanted to run ads and they've never, ever run ads on any platform before. And I'm like, I don't think you need to start with me. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Really, 
Yeah, well, because the person has a, a built-in Facebook following and that's where all their revenue is coming from and they have their groups and they have their pages. And I'm like, I don't think your very first ad experience should be with YouTube because you, you don't have an offer page. You don't have a lead magnet. You don't, you have no data whatsoever. You don't have a funnel in place. Like this is not where you jump into advertising, right? I think this is, you, you got to, you got to have some, you got to have done something, you know, it's not mm-hmm. necessary that you have advertise somewhere but you just need to have some type of following and uh yeah and then i got <laughs> no response but i'm like hey i'm just trying to be honest with you right i don't like gonna take anybody that i don't think we can have true success with and if you don't have this built up already then then probably no then so yeah i mean ultimately yeah 10 of 10 10 of 10 is the idea just the time how long it takes i yeah. understand i understand so uh, you you unfortunately have sparked a, a fourth question so i'm gonna have to go with that um when okay. when people are running ads successfully uh what what sort of funnel do you suggest as the best movement for it and i know that's going to be product specific but do they go from do you, do you suggest going from ad to sales page or ad to landing page or ad to webinar sign up like from from the click on the video are you taking them to a longer video are you taking them to a squeeze page like what's the ideal flow in your experience yeah so i'll, I'll give you this story and i use this all the time you, you have to realize that youtube is ice cold interruption traffic right so a person is on a certain desire path and you just screwed with their day right so they're already angry with you right like so just go from there like you know how we're always trying to build a no like and trust right but like okay fine i'll click it you know facebook is you know curiosity traffic someone's scrolling through they see a headline and, and they're curious about it at least but youtube is ice cold interruption traffic you just mess with their day right so you're not taking the you know because they just met you right and they're like oh, okay i'll click it because that was compelling enough of an offer so then i would from there i would go to some you know either a lead magnet or to a webinar registration page so that you have a chance to build up that relationship with the people i mean that's like that's the biggest thing really and then also when you're doing that you're setting up you know a retargeting campaign and then that's where if you have a good list and you can load that into google i'd start up for retargeting if, like if you're just starting off i would start off with that if you have a decent sized list of hyper buyers as in targeting, way. upload them into a custom audience and retarget just right. the listing list. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, because you, you want to warm them up a little bit. I, I love you and I think you're amazing. And so my last question you for you is can you pitch me something? Where can people find out about you? How can they follow Brandy Sweezy? How can they send you bucket loads and tons of money? Um, where can people find out about you? <laughs> my website's down right now. So it's like I like did not come on this interview to pitch anything. Uh, you, yeah, you can find me. I mean, I'm sure you've tagged me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's my name at all of those. I have a, I have a business page too. I'm like, I like, yeah, yeah, I've been doing this too long. I don't even have a website right now. Um, <laughs> because everybody comes by, because everybody comes by referral. Yeah, like if somebody really wants to talk to me, they should contact you and then you can put me in, put them in contact with me. I can do that. Yeah, can do that. probably shouldn't do an interview without having some kind of pitch offer. No, no, that's yeah, all there it is. It just shows the strength <laughs> of the brand where it all comes from referrals. Brandy, thank you so much for your time. We're 45 minutes in uh, and I am just absolutely thrilled. The, the nuggets that you've dropped through, I am going to be coming back through this. Before, I, guys, if you're watching this, I've already gone through the replay, all right, because I'm going through this replay before I get it to you. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. You're just a gem. My pleasure. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, see you on the next one. 
Hey everyone, it's Walt, and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you, and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there, so you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.